There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Today's guest, Ruby. I'm going to introduce you to Ruby Ryder. And I remember just literally practising every single day in any weather. The sport, I think it lacks inclusivity. And my instructor was like, pull over! Like screaming <laughs> at me. Honestly, it was ridiculous. You self-doubt yourself a lot as a woman, but actually the, the best thing about being a female biker is you break stereotypes for, for women. I was so nervous, not only about taking the bike on track, being a new rider, I knew that there would be no other women. I was so determined to just really kind of master it because I just, I knew that it gave me that feeling being on two wheels. I just really enjoyed it. He, he clearly didn't like it. But he, <laughs> Majorly. Like, he said, you're going for it, aren't you? I said, why did you assume I wouldn't be going for it? I was drowning in anxiety. Just because Every yeah. single day I was waking up to suffer. Mm. So you learn how to push yourself. Pushing the limits. Yeah, pushing the limits. <laughs> pushing the yeah, limits yeah. of the bike. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Pushing the Limit podcast with me, Danny Bucken. Today's guest, Ruby. I'm going to introduce you to Ruby Rides. That's fine. Lovely it, to be here. Yeah, thank you. I know you had a bit of a stressful journey getting here. Yeah, it's just London <laughs> roads and closures everywhere. I thought that you'd just literally be like, oh yeah, setting off, like nice and fine. And then you just get to London and you just have this instant like anger about being here. Because yeah. I know that when, would you, it's quite all right though, getting through the traffic on the bike. It's okay. I mean, I came on the H2 today. It's not the most agile bike for traffic. Um, no. But I've got issues with my two other bikes, so I decided yeah. to go for the <laughs> Just go in the garage. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. It's quite cool, actually, because that bike mm. is a weapon. Mm. And with the aero package, how how many years... Because we're all starting like in racing now to like get into this like aero situation, but that's been mm. around for a few years now, hasn't it, on the H2? Yeah, I think the H2 is probably one of the first bikes that had... Um, that kind of um, introduced having wings and upper wings bottom wings and now everyone's doing it i know literally we've got like on the new bmw the the wing 
like you can actually really visibly tell now when you've got it on, you know, like whereas the last ones that last year, you couldn't really tell as much. Feel the difference. Yeah, Yeah. it was quite different. But um, the bike's crazy, isn't it? Like I've seen... Uh, guys, you obviously might, if, if you haven't, check out Ruby's social media. Mm. Obviously, the content on there is mad, but the bike stuff, yeah, like, yeah. How, why motorbikes? Like, where did it, Where did that come from for you? Did you, like, um, grow up around bikes? No, or? actually, I come from a family who have no interest in bikes at all. Um, but saying that, my uh, brothers taught me how to drive when I was, like, 12, 13. Mega. Yeah, so I could drive at 13. And I just, I guess I just always loved anything with an engine. I really appreciated like cars and I always appreciated bikes, but actually getting into it, it was, um, it was a funny story because I, I was just browsing some newspaper and there was a, a massive picture of Mark Marquez. That was like back in 2013. Um, so over around th- 10 years yeah. ago. Um, and there was a massive picture of Mark Marquez leaning his bike on his RC uh, 213. Yeah, I think with his elbow yeah. absolutely dug in the That's it. And I was like, what is this? I'd love to do that. What, yeah. What's this about? And I had I googled how to get a bike license and I just started started there. That's mad. Yeah. So you literally, so you're Mark Marquez inspired. Definitely. And I, and I actually <laughs> became a Mark Marquez fan for a while to this day. Yes. Yeah, um, my first one, two, three, four, my first five bikes were Repsol Hondas. Yeah. Yeah. So I had the uh, CBR 125, two of them. And then I had the 600RR, two of them, yeah, and the Fireblade, and they were all Repsol. That's quite that's funny. Isn't it? They <laughs> are. Did you have 93 on them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full, full. Did you have Marquez crash helmet? That's yeah, I did. What about le- what about levers? Uh, no, because I think yeah. What about, if you go down to boots, then that's serious, yeah. fam. That's <laughs> yeah. like because you see that, don't you? People were literally like full head to toe. Yeah, but uh, it, well, it, the bike was Repsol. I had the Ant. Helmet. Yeah, nice. But, yeah. I, but I never went for the full leather. So like. all showy? Huh? All showy helmets? Showy helmets? Uh, at the moment? Oh, yeah, or? Yeah. or were they? They were at the time. Yeah, at the been. time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, know now you're doing the, you wear the Rurock yes. helmet, don't you? Because yeah. I see Taylor doing some stuff as well. Yes, yeah. With Rurock. Rurock, is that Rurock, pronounced? yeah. Rurock. Yeah. They're, yeah. They, they're a road helmet um, and uh, they are a British company. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah, and let's talk about, so you, you've just like busted on the scene then, 2013, started riding the 125. Yeah. Did you get your knee down on it? No. No, that's good. <laughs> My first ever experience of riding a bike, what, on a, I was a motocross background, mm. and then I come to Short Circuit, and my first ever experience was on a CBR 125 at Donington Park, and I know, uh, the, Ron Haslam, the Ron, Ron Haslam <gasps> days. I didn't know they ran the 125s yeah, well, as well. They used to years ago, and it was limited to 65 mile an hour. Yeah. It was the most fun, like I literally had like, yeah. I would have looked like the ultimate goon rider. Like I had my levers where I was a bit chubby. My levers were too tight and they'd like popped the zip open. I had this clear visor on, probably pulled down to my face, was just in full view. <laughs> and there was just this like little fat kid that was just having the time of my life. And that's where I decided then to start racing. But mm. it was um, all from a CBR 125. Amazing. How was that at Donington? Because Donington is such a vast track. Just like top gear. Just couldn't really roll off really? pretty much the whole Maxed lap. out everywhere. Just 65 miles. I just remember seeing the 65 on the dash and thinking, oh my God, I'm going so fast. But like 65 now. Like, At 100. Yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like any speed. Like I was on a track day uh, um, in Almeria the other day for like BMW conference. Mm. Mm. BMW event, sorry, not conference. And I was just riding 100 mile an hour and I was like, I'm so switched off right now. Like it's so easy on a track to get complacent, isn't it? Like on the road, obviously you've got to be switched on because so many people are unaware of bikes especially in london yes especially. i mean they're aware of peds and bikes but you 
everyone does whatever they want in London. Is that why you got the straight through exhaust? Uh, yeah. yeah, the, the uh, decat on that H2. Decat Austin Racing, yeah. Um, that that actually has saved my life a few times. I bet it has. Honestly. bet you've like moved cars out of the way with that. Yeah, but not just that, just warning people not to cross or warning yeah. like boom, cars boom, not to boom. pull out. <laughs> yeah, that video, I looked on your social media the other day, the video of the people pulling up beside you. Oh, and that guy on that little bike is like, Oh, is that Ruby? Hi, oh, Ruby. Yeah, yeah so that was that Aprilia. The fan love yeah. you get. That was it's in cool, London it? as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's nice to meet people that like he said. I think uh, he said in the video, um, but you couldn't hear it. But he messaged me after and he said, "I was saying that you're the reason I got my XSR one two five. Oh, that's good, yeah. And I just that really kind of meant a lot to me. Like when people say, "Oh, you're the reason I got my dream bike," or "I I got a bike license," or booked my CBT, and yeah. that's quite nice. Well, I think it's quite a nice thing to do because I think people, when they look, most people these days have got social media, haven't they? And when, where somebody like yourself who's portraying that, like, you can go out and do this, like, you're not limited, you're not limited by who you are, what you are, what you can afford, like, go and do it. Like, I think that's yeah. such a, like, a big message. And is that something that you are, like, quite passionate about, like, yourself? 100%. I think um, the sport, I think it lacks inclusivity. 100%, yeah. A lot. You know, especially when I first started, I felt like... Being relatively young at the time, being a woman, being um, an ethnic minority, it's it. I didn't see anyone that kind of represented that. Yeah. And it's it can be a very friendly and a welcoming industry, but it's also it lacks inclusivity and it it, it lacks that kind of you know everyone's welcome. It's you know even I remember when I first started booking my tests and um, I, it's it was just it's not the most accessible thing to to the average person that knows nothing about bikes mm. do you know what i mean yeah um like knowing just simple things like mod one mod two you know if you're under 25 you're restricted um i just found it all really kind of confusing compared to like say a car license it's so easy to know what yeah, to you do you know oh, i've just yeah. got to do my lessons do my theory do my test and you can actually talk me through it then because i don't actually know how to do my bike license i'm sure yeah, really? bmw would chuck me at it straight away just mm. for content of watching mm. me fail epically mm. but i don't actually know so where do you actually start and they've how... got a really good program bmw can i to, to... still fail at it huh can i still fail if i do it well it depends. <laughs> I really worry. I nearly failed my CBT. Yeah. I don't want to tell you that story because I'm slightly oh. embarrassed, but I did nearly fail my CBT. Really? I basically broke the ultimate rule and the guy was like, mate, I should fail, fail you for that. And I was like, but I'm a competent rider. I'm safe, aren't I? <laughs> but I literally wasn't. You're definitely I, competent. But... I literally just drove down head on down a one way thinking it was a, like, um, like a two way. I thought it was a one way road and sort of like veered, veered ah. off. But and then thought, there was oncoming yeah. traffic and my instructor was like, pull over, like screaming <laughs> at me. Honestly, it was ridiculous. Sorry. I was like, how many people have nearly failed their CBT? Yeah. Well, uh, the CBT is meant to be not like a fail or or pass. But exactly. yeah, you basically do a CBT, you do your mod one, you do your mo you, you do mod two, but sorry, you do your theory as yeah. well with the CBT, after CBT, if you okay. want to do the big license. But if you're younger than 25, then you have to... So if you do CBT theory mod one mod two, you only your license only restricted to. I think forty seven brake horsepower, so you're you can't get a bike yeah. that is uh, that has that much power. Or you can, but you restrict it. Oh, you okay. have to restrict the bike, and then if you're above twenty five, so you you're twenty five and you want to unrestrict your license. Guess what? You have to redo everything. Oh, except the CBT. Gosh. 
I just literally have not got round to it yet. Yeah, you should do it. I know I should do it because even like bike events, like just even like with sponsors and people like that, it's quite a cool thing to go and do like a bike event Mm -hmm. or things like that. But yeah, like you said about the like the inclusivity of the sport, like it is, it's mad, isn't it? Like I feel like the last. I don't know really like if I'd say 10 years, but definitely the last five years, I've seen, like you see in a massive shift. If you talked about like women's football, I'm not a football fan, but I know that there's been a huge uproar in, yeah. in the year, last few years really about um, the football yeah. and the cycling as well. Mm. And I think as time goes on now, like it's so much more empowering for women. Mm. Like I've got a daughter, so we're mm. all like, like yeah. women power, women power. I think um, as the years go on, it's only going to get stronger. And I yeah. think like ladies such as yourself that mm. are like look yes i'm female yes i've got my bike license yes i've got a powerful bike like you can go and do that like mm. don't feel like you can't but it's the, the the i think the issue is why why should it be like if you're a woman if you're i guess feminine you know yeah why should that clash with anything to do with riding ability or skill and i've literally on daily basis i get comments and like interactions with people where they're they're like is this yours? Like you just literally saw me get off the bike. Yeah. How are you asking if that's mine? Yeah. Like, is that your boyfriend's? Yeah. Do, can you handle it? Yeah. You, oh, you ride well for a girl, you know. Excuse me. Yeah. Genitalia has nothing to do with the ability to handle no, the bike. No. No. I always say we ride the bike with our hands, nothing else. Right? And you need a bit of brain. Huh? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I've seen <laughs> your, your nuts, mate. I've seen your social media. You um, take your brain out. Just leave it side of the road. Yeah. No. Do you know what I think as well? Going back to inclusivity, um, the 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 yeah the the number of women. Like I think the the percentage of women who ride bikes in the UK is about five percent, five to seven percent, right? Yeah. But apparently it's it's growing more and more now. Yeah. And especially in the last, as you said, five years. But you only have to go. Um, back in time, back to 2006, 2007, and see how the bike shows were at the time. On YouTube, you can see, I'm not going to mention the bike show, but a a really well-known bike show. And you can see how women were represented then. Not only, I'm not talking about promo girls, uh, um, you know, there was a lot of that, you know, with skimpy clothing, whatever. Yeah. But there was a a section, um, a section of the show where men can go and get a striptease. Shut up. Stripped up, yeah. Imagine, but but it's it's the organizer of the show. I was only thirteen then. Huh? I was only thirteen then. Yeah, I was young as well. Yeah, but you you only. uh, I'm not going to speak. No, but that is literally mental. Yeah. But you know what it is like if if that's how women are have been represented in the bike industry for donkeys years. Talk about promoting men and like not doing anything about women. Yeah, come and get a lap dance, mate. But that's why women would feel coming to the sport would feel like, uh, you know. That kind of, we're a little bit, are we inferior? Are we meant to do this? Yeah. You self-doubt yourself a lot as a woman. But actually, the the best thing about being um, a female biker is you break stereotypes for for women. Yeah. Um, uh, For for young women, for young people in general, and for women and for for ethnic minorities as well, because there's not really many ethnic minorities in the sport either. Yeah. So I like to just, I think the sport is for everyone and I, that's what I believe. So I like to kind of make it inviting and show people that 
whatever your background is, you can there's come something and do for it. everyone. Yeah, and even come and do it. And not even just talking about competing in sport. Like if you look now through the MotoGP paddock, like yeah. the amount of women that are involved in, yeah. let's say, the data and electronics, mm. um, the, yeah. the 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 stuff behind the scenes that no one yeah. sees. Like Even BSB. Yeah, like yeah. even BSB. But mm. it's, it's kind of having a real big shift now where there's a lot of women coming and getting involved. And like yeah. even, I think... F- 2016 I there was a there was a female mechanic in our garage and it was like amazing yeah but I think she was the only one let's say up and down the garages but it's like women can do this like women like you can do this like you're not just Mm. not allowed to do it because it's a a spanner you know what I mean I'm useless on the tools I am hopeless on the tools but Mm. it's like yeah and I think there's this big shift now in there and I think um especially with the racing as well like obviously Mm. you're seeing in British Championship now like you've got yeah. Feho who's running the team and yeah. then you've got all the support she's sort of bringing forward and yeah. the events like that Honda event that I saw you was you attended was it last year or a couple yeah uh, women in moto yeah yeah like I think it's just a massive shift and mm. I think it's women like yourselves who are like sort of like sticking the finger up to society and going look we can do this like yeah. why aren't we doing this Mm-mm. come on girls like a hundred percent I've always been um I've always been like passionate about the sport but also because i find so much joy and enjoyment in it yeah. i want other people especially women to experience it and it's such it's such like a a confidence boost for 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 a woman or or a, a man as well to get on a bike and master sport and constantly kind of aiming to to uh to achieve more and be a better rider and, and yeah. that's what i love about the sport it's, n- it's never ending isn't it yeah and there's so many that's what i mean there's so many like if you called it a milestone, it wouldn't be fair, but there's so many like small, I'm going to call them milestones mm. in riding, isn't there? There's like, like if you go and do your first track day, yeah. there's like getting the right lines, getting mm. the right braking mm. markers, then there's your knee all of a sudden going yeah. down and yeah. then there's like your lap time improving and it's mm. such a, um, oh, it's mad, isn't it? Have you took the H2 on a track yet? I have, yeah. So I've taken all my bikes on track. Um, I took the H2 twice to Donington Park. Is that your favourite? Um, it is my favourite, and I, I, I wanted a, a larger circuit for the for the HG. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you want to run that around like Knock Hill? Uh, or like, isn't tight? I've never no, done like, Knock Hill. Is Knock it Hill's quite tight? cool, yeah. Mm. It's cool, but it's really like nagery. Uh-huh. And I don't, I think you'd probably, there's a probably like a 70% chance you'll take off over the start finish on it because mm. the start finish is like, we, we sort of get a little bit of airtime anyway on mm. our on our bikes. Yeah, you start winding that thing up, you're you're gonna just yeah. take off, especially with the wings. Well, with the with the, um, the H2, it's uh, it's got a longer wheelbase. Okay, yeah. Than most road bikes, um, and it's uh, 240 kgs. Yeah. So bulky and heavy, and you just ruined my quiz. By the way, that was one of my quiz quiz questions. You oh, just ruined it. Okay, I'll, this I'll, ruined my quiz now. What was the quiz? Just, I can't tell you now because you just you just answered it. Okay, I'm go on, to come start it. No, I can't do the quiz now. I'm gonna have to do it later now. I'm okay, gonna have we'll to push it, it back. <laughs> <laughs> We're finished off though. Yeah, Donington. Yeah, um, so it's heavy. Yeah, but it's got a long wheelbase. Yeah. It's bulky. It's it's more of a straight line bike. You know, it's not um it's not really nimble round corners. You know, so I was kind of like. I was kind of passing bikes on the straights and then corners coming. <laughs> oh, no. oh my god! Yeah, breaking oh. really early, like yeah. save me! Don't yeah. break the carbon yeah. wings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, but I loved it regardless. I managed to get my knee down awesome. uh, on Craner curves. Yeah, how uh, was that going down? That's mad bit yeah, of track, isn't it? But it, I love that bit. It just of flows, doesn't it? So the whole track just flows so nicely, though, doesn't it? I love Doddington Park, mm. and I, actually, the first time I ever got my knee down on track, not on the road. 
was uh, at Donington Park with Steve Brogan. He was coaching me, and I was on my, mm, I was on my uh, HP4. Oh, cool! Yeah. yeah, what a lovely yeah. circuit! What a lovely bike! Nice um, weather as well, was it? It was good weather. That's yeah. even better than isn't it. Because yeah, if you yeah. go there and it's wet, and you just think, mm. like, well, actually, now they've resurfaced the whole circuit. Then. At but, Donington? Yeah. Oh, they wow, literally, I didn't So know the other day, we, we went for a test day there and it was literally like brand new surface. I never got to ride it because it was really cold. Oh, no, I got to ride a couple of laps, but it was cold. How did it feel, the Starmac? So Mac? smooth. Honestly, it was ridiculous. Like before, there's so many bumps. It's quite a bumpy circuit. Mm. Now it'd be like riding on this like table. It was oh, genuinely nice. like yeah. stupidly smooth. But grippy as so well. So grippy. And even in the rain, it was really nice. Really? Wow. There was an old Imagine rumor. in the dry. I know, yeah. There was an old rumour that because of the planes taking off, they reckon that like, the excess fuel... Used from to, the planes? Yeah, there was like a... I've heard that. It might, it might I be I think factual. Brogan told me that, actually. It might be factual. It might just be an old wives' tale. I don't know. But it does make know. sense because you do get, like, how many planes an hour? I know. Passing above you? I know. If you sleep there, like, at the circuit at night, mm. before, obviously, on a race weekend, it's the worst. You can you smell just, it. Just feel, and you just feel like the planes are going to crash into your oh. motorhome <laughs> you're like what's that noise <laughs> oh it's a plane it's a plane it's a plane but um i am and really would like to see i don't know about you but like in motocross years ago they used to do like literally um like girls nationals like where it was only for females to yeah. ride my sister fin- think she finished third in oh, the girls so nationals cool. motocross i know and motocross used to be quite like more open to to, yeah. to females coming and competing. And I know we've got quite a few now in the yeah. championship, but what would you say like to a girls only championship? Like pick a bike, like if you could just pick a bike and just pick and just say, right, we're going to have a championship. We could just have girls just absolutely going at it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, for me... Like, would you like, yeah, would you like, would you like to see something like that in the future? Yeah, but you said that that's happening already. No, 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 no. I don't know if it is, no. Oh, I don't, yeah. I no. don't think I've had, I know like... Uh, you've got, you know, like in Formula One, yeah. they've got W Series yeah. for women. I think what I love about the the sport, the bike, you know, the bike industry is that when you're competing, you're not separating gender. Yeah. Right? Like That's BSB, what I was actually, when like I asked that GP. question, I was thinking that, mm. yeah. Mm. yeah. Moto 2. Yep. Yeah. Anna Carrasco, Moto Anna 3. Carrasco, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, and we have uh, British racers like Jenny Zinmuth and Maria Costella. Yeah. And they competed against men. So, yeah. Yes, I do think, you know, having like ladies only track days and yeah. ladies only events and things like that just to kind of encourage women to, because it is daunting. If, the yeah. first time you go on track, I remember on my first 600, yeah. I was like really, really crapping myself. Yeah. I was so nervous, not only about taking the bike on track, um, being a new rider, um, and I knew that there would be no other women. And it's it was it it was absolutely fine the track there was absolutely fine i had such a blast but it is daunting for <clears throat> excuse me for newcomers to the sport and for women to do tracks to do a track day yeah. so having that kind of facility where it's all women you're more than welcome to to join um and the inst- some of the instructors are women as well or some of the instructors are men so we had the, there was the maria costella track day at silverson and she was one of the instructors jenny tinmouth as well coaches at james whittam yeah uh, track days um or used to at least um but that is that is a great way to include women in the sport um but i would love to just see women competing against men just like they do in in motor 2 and, and yeah. bsb um, so you know, like the W series, I, w- I would have just loved to see the racers, the few racers yeah, in get rhythm, the yeah. same chance. Some of them were good enough as well, yeah, and get the same chance, yeah. Because yeah, I got um, in two thousand and seven, I think, or two thousand eight, a girl won. So Stephanie, her name was, she won the Super Team Championship 
wow. Yeah, in 2000, I can't remember what year it would have been now, 2008, maybe 2007. Mm. Um, and she went on to to do obviously quite good things in like the, the yeah. lower category, like the junior, the motor free championship or I think it would have been the one, two, fives when she did that. But, mm. but yeah, like you say, having that, having that just all, Mm. all going out there and not separating people and being like oh yeah this is that and that's that yeah, yeah it's we've got even like jody fieldhouse and bsb and charlotte and there's a lot of young race there's a lot actually races, isn't there when yeah. you actually look through the different groups as well mm. and there's that new championship the f900 championship i'm not i haven't seen the entry oh, the list BMW, yeah, yeah i've seen that I, if you honestly get to have a go if please go and ra ride one of them bikes are they fun because i tell you now you'll ride one and you'll race it See, like I guarantee you're going to do a race. If you get the opportunity to race, mm. please have a go. You would never think that would become a track bike. Like no, but it's so much fun. It's yeah. obviously underpowered and it's not got a lot of power, but they will, it's it's very equal in the way mm. you have to be. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to race them because you're going to have to like be really mm. witty about how you race. Did Probably you aggressive. ride it on track? I had a go on track day, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. it was fun. Was it fun? I was getting beaten in a straight line by a few thousands, but they break and you're still full gas, oh, even wow. if you need to touch the brake. But yeah. I swear down, you need to, if you get the opportunity, please go and race it. Mm. Like even just do like a wild card weekend because you'll have the time of your life. Yeah. And it's obviously there's, it's, um, it's kind of like a supercross format, I think. Now they've got like heat races and stuff in it. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't actually seen fully. I'm talking mm. here like I really know what's going on in that championship, <laughs> but I don't. There's like, um, it's like formatted, I think. So like knockout stages mm. until like a final race. Oh, right, cool. But if you get the chance, yeah. yeah. So I've never ridden the F900. Yeah. I've always wanted yeah. to ride it anyway. Yeah. Um, Especially but on track, it was fun. Anyway. I guess it's is it like a bit the CB500. Back in the day. Yeah, I've never yeah. ridden one of them, but never it's really ridden. funny because it's it sounds really talky mm. and mean, mm. but then it's like nice and mm. not a lot of power. Mm. Which sounds, I don't know if I'm really doing it justice, but it is actually quite a cool bike yeah. to ride. So. And it's a, I guess it's a, a bike that size is a good size to to learn tr how to ride track. Yeah, yeah, mm. it'd be, yeah, I mean, that's, um, I think it'd be a good bike for anyone to get on, just yeah. whether you was like 16 years old, you know, like, I think you're allowed to ride a bigger bike and I was 16, don't know. Like on tracks, don't know. On track. It was when I yeah. first started, you had to be I 16 to ride I think if you have a 600. race license, you can. ACU yeah. license. Yeah. Um, and so do you drive a car? Do you yeah, have I a do. car? Yeah, so you have a car. Yeah. I thought you were going to say no. No. I've on been... bikes, mate, through and through. No, I've been driving for much longer than I've been riding. Yeah. 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 So I started driving, young, uh, driving when I was really young. Remember when I said... I started at 30, like, I oh, could yeah, drive yeah, a car, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I could drive as soon as I could get a car, I, oh, okay. I started driving yeah. On the road. Yeah. And did you ever think starting out on the bikes, you'd ever be doing it as like your job, like your career? Absolutely not. That's, that's, cause that's quite funny, isn't it? That you're like, that is funny. you've kind of fell into that If you saw me when I was learning how to ride a 125, <laughs> <Was> it? you, <laughs> listen, yeah. I, <laughs> when I tell you the first, uh, I used to, um, I used to take the bike every day just to kind of, in any weather, just to kind of like build the confidence. As soon as I passed my CBT, um, I started uh, taking the bike out on my own. I didn't know any bikers. Um, but when I tell you that I rode that bike, like I, I drove a car. So imagine you're at a junction yeah. and you're in fifth gear. I just thought, tap it once down and you'll go so to the So fourth gear, you'd just be like fourth. I was stalling at every oh, junction. Yeah. I had people shouting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just leave me, give oh, me five. I was yeah. so determined to just really kind of master it because I just, I knew that it gave me that feeling being on two wheels. I just really enjoyed it. And I remember just literally practicing every single day in any weather, sleep, 
snow, rain, anywhere that I was literally riding my 125. Everywhere, every single day. Just get that experience. Mm. Yeah. And that built up my confidence to get my big license and the big bikes. Yeah. And now you're an absolute hooligan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually the term I'm going to use now because you, I've seen your videos. You're not scared of it, are you? It, it's funny you, you call me a hooligan because I <laughs> because coming from a, a professional racer, like that's just like wow, really? yeah, oh yeah, nice one, mate. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, well done. You're not a hooligan, are you? <laughs> Ours is a controlled environment. We're controlled. Everyone's calm. Yeah, everyone's going the same way. It's nice, and um, I wouldn't say it's in control very much. It is in, we try to be in control. Mm. Yeah, but, but still it, the competition is fierce. So fierce when it's like unbelievable. The time, like the time difference like mm. this weekend is the first round at silverstone like the yeah. difference between like first place and 20th there'll be like half a second and it's like half of a second to like and it's it's yeah it's mad isn't it but the, the a track atmosphere makes me more nervous on the road well just because i think yeah probably does as well me because mm. people get to this track and they're like oh yeah i'm saying i can yeah. crash i'm gonna get my knee down i'm gonna be in the advanced group i don't want to be in the middle group and yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. there's this big like ego bravado massive i'm top boy i'm gonna yeah it's like yeah. i feel that when i go to track days i feel that from people around me yeah. i'm like and this competition yeah mate. and they want to go people ask you what time did you get yeah what group what group like, you mean yeah uh, yeah yeah what group you mate novice i oh. mean no worries I, do you know what it, it, the track atmosphere is funny as well because <laughs> the amount of times me or my or my friends have had comments like I, I remember my first track day on my on a liter bike was over my fireblade and it was 2013 models so it didn't have abs or traction or anything and uh it was at mallory park actually and it was hammering it down you I know when it's track. torrential rain <laughs> yeah. right and yeah. i was like well, this is my first track yeah. day on a liter double well, keen like, yeah. yeah well happy yeah but this guy passed uh, passed my bike, looked at me up and down. He's like, make sure you keep the the bright side up, as in don't crash. I was I'm like, I'll try. Like... Don't worry, mate. I'll try. I had dro I had road tires. He had an uh, Aprilia RS before, yeah. and uh, he had wet tires, fully tracked Aprilia. Mine was just road, and round Gerrard's in the hammering rain. I just passed him. Right round him. Yeah. Oh no. I still got a picture as well. What did he say? So he come back, yeah. He uh, he clearly didn't like it. But he come back. He, was <laughs> Majorly, like, he said, "You're going for it, aren't you?" I said, "Why did you assume I wouldn't be going for it?" That's why I'm here. And that's probably <laughs> that's one of the questions. So you probably had to deal with that sort of shit like the whole way through yeah. your um, yeah. Like that's we call it your career because it is your career. Like with, yeah. all way through your career in motorbikes, you probably had to deal with that, haven't you? Yeah. Like negative comments or like yeah. I'm just killing with kindness. But like, yeah, thanks. Around the outside of kindness. And, and I used to be a bit more feisty and a little bit more reactive uh, to the because I was just shocked at how couldn't believe it. Some of the comments were just like you would never ask a man the questions that like these people that ask us the questions or make these comments. They would never ask a bloke these questions ever because it no. sounds so stupid. You wouldn't go part. Yeah, you wouldn't go part. Yeah. Oh, can you handle that? Like yeah. Or you ride well for a bloke. You know that that's just that's such a reoccurring. Uh, comment that me and my female friends get on daily basis but to start with it was I guess it was much kind of much more frequent and I guess now that kind of not I didn't prove myself but I, I'm kind of people can see that I'm serious about the sport and yeah. that I can like handle a bike all right <laughs> so I don't get it as much but out and about you know you do get a lot of sexist 
some some of them are quite disgusting actually. Um, and some of the stuff on on social media is shocking. Hundred percent, because they're hidden behind their cap, their keyboards, aren't they? Oh. But that'll be a person mm. that you'll probably see in, in, and oh, you're right, Ruby. How you doing? Mm. Can I have a picture? Mm. That is is like that. We actually That's such funny, a big part of this. Yeah, like the podcast is mm. like the online bullying. Like I was just saying to Taryn, like there's such a huge amount of good people in the sport, and there's that small minority of just arseholes, isn't there? That yeah. you just think. You yeah. don't really like bikes, do you? Like, why are you why are you involved? Like, mm. just you're just here for the hate, and it's like that's so true. Okay, you probably get that in all sports, but yeah, but I think there's something about the bike industry where the general mentality is is ancient, is stuck in its ways, big time. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The average age of a biker is 55 in the UK. That's mad, isn't it? Right. Yeah. So the you know that men, that kind of old-fashioned mentality is still very much existent in the sport. And, uh, you know, you, I feel like you can't really win as well because when I was on a 125, I got criticised for not being able to handle a big bike. I got a big bike, you don't need that on the road. Got a H2? You got... Oh, it's too What's much. What's next? Yeah, huh? What can you go? You can't go any bigger than a H2. Yeah, but you, you can't win with no, people. No, you can't. You know? People have had criticism, oh, she never works on her bikes. I'm not very mechanically minded, so I did a maintenance video of me doing the chain, the tyres, with the help of the mechanic. as well to you. I got, huh? That was one of my questions, just on the podcast yeah. in general. Are you hands-on? But that's, you're answering it. Perfect. Yeah, so uh, I, 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 like to, uh, I like to learn and I can do basic things, but I'm just not... I mean, some of the best racers in the world and riders, they don't work on their bikes. You don't have to be everything. <laughs> I, I never claim to be a mechanic, you know what I mean? useless on the tools. Are you? I'm, I'm a hazard to myself. And, <laughs> and you know, genuinely, I don't... I am literally so shit on the tools. Mm. If I go to a track day, I am literally like, oh... Someone come and help me. My, my wheels need dark. Oh, my wheels, I'm struggling to change them here. Like somebody come and help me. And I make sure I position myself in a load of, in a garage of a load of people around me. Yeah. And then I get help. Because <laughs> genuinely speaking, yeah. I, I can change wheels in that, but I'm not very mechanically minded. But yeah. it goes back to being at, like, to being like needing to. And like you said, mm. like, like, I'm sure if someone said to you, change the oil on your bike or do your tire pressures, if that's Easy what you need to do, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But can you service an engine? No. Why do I need to? I'll have I changed an oil filter? Yes. You know. Oh, I haven't. Yeah, I have on my fire blade. Don't have to do that. A couple of times. But um, so my point is that you can't win with people because when I posted these videos, people are like, "Oh, you shouldn't hold the spanner that way." You, I wouldn't trust you near my bike, and I'm like, <laughs> mate, I don't want to work way. on your bike. I'd be like, <laughs> we trade to hold it. I don't understand this. Mate. I don't yeah. know. You know, just I little don't thing. even know. But you, when you're on social media you kind of automatically expose yourself to everyone and everyone has an opinion and you kind of something that you have to deal with but i'm not going to lie to you danny like at one point a couple of years ago it was covid time i think everyone was depressed in covid time and they were taking it out on everyone else just you media. posting like positive stuff absolutely getting ripped for it sure. yeah. <laughs> just but, like... not, but listen i was po posting positive stuff because it was a negative time for everyone majorly but inside i was feeling like there was times when i was What's the word? Paralyzed? No, not paralyzed. What's the word when you can't move? Paralysis. <laughs> I know. Paralyzed. You're asking me now. I race motorbikes because I couldn't do anything else. <laughs> you know when you can't move? Yeah, you, you're you, just like stuck. Yeah, yeah, just, you're stuck. I was drowning in anxiety. Just because every yeah. single day I was waking up to stuff. It made like me thinking. Yeah, I don't want to be on this social media. It anymore, was. Yeah. I had to like. I had to. At one point, I remember just getting like having to get medical help. You know, it was it was horrible. And 
I think, like you said, people on social media hide behind keyboards and I've kind of passed that stage of kind of feeling anxious every time I get negativity, you know, I've uh, I've grown thick skin now. Um, but it's sad that some people have to kind of project their insecurities Hate. on other people yeah. because we're just here to, to ride bikes, right? And to My just bike... open a door for people, aren't you? Like exactly. you're just trying to open a door for people, whether they're mm. male or female and they want to ride a bike and you're mm. just saying, look, you can do it. Yeah, and it's sad for your actual followers who, because you probably like to look through your comments to see like positive comments and to reply to your mm. followers and fans that are genuine, and yeah. then you get the odd arsehole just dropping a bomb in there, and you just think, what? Mm. The? Like I get that. Yeah, and uh, but yeah. sometimes the bomb is about something you can't help, like your skin color or your, you know, your, yeah. the way you look. <laughs> yeah, but why? Yeah, but it's like uh, yeah, but I think then people nice. are just yeah. Mm. I think if they've got probably got a bit of a sad existence, mm. yeah. or I don't know, yeah. yeah, I don't know what's going on in their life. You know but, when you've had a bad day and you come home and someone at home irritates you but but it, they, they don't mean that. to but it's just yeah because you've had a bad day i feel like people who are constantly sad and having yeah. a bad day you pop up on social media like right she's getting it but why they're <laughs> following and looking you know that's I know. i'm gonna start doing that then i'm gonna go on my social media people i follow and just start putting but hate do you get messages. hate i actually don't get much if you crash with somebody yeah, yeah you get the wrath of their fan base versus the wrath me and tommy bridewell of crashed course. together oh, years ago of course yeah and it was literally like my fans v his fans like i swear to god it was like you could look in if you looked in the paddock yeah you could just like it'd be like a big like football fight so because you have your fans who are like mate you didn't do that on purpose like we know who you are blah, blah. and then you have his fans oh you took him out and yeah, yeah, yeah obviously yeah. everything's been resolved since then but you do get that but jake mm. I've, i'm obviously like close with jake and i spoke to him about it and he he got a lot of hate stuff last year he actually like turned jake his Dixon? yeah he took his like instagram off he was like really? i literally can't be bothered with this anymore so his wife started doing it because oh. and we actually spoke about it in in the first episode because it's like it's a bad place losing already, yeah. It's a bad place crashing. It's a lonely place, and then you look on your phone and you've got absolute just message after message, like mm. like negative comments, and it's just not I just needed, think is if it? If you're not going to say it to someone in the flesh, don't say it at all. If you don't, mm. if you won't like someone saying it to you or your brother or your sister or your wife, don't say it to them. Do you know what I mean? I the, know, some yeah. of the sexist comments or some of the even just, nasty comments to, to men as yeah. well. You would never want some your dad or your brother to experience that. Yeah, so why should you just throw that on somebody? Mm. Most of these people, they will delete their accounts or they'll just be mm. private yeah. with some silly picture so you can't see who they are. Yeah, but And then that, they'll be messaging you on another account. Are you all right? Hey, dude. Love your content. Accounts, yeah. Be yeah. a current, like, fake. So you just get, like, a, a picture of you, like, just flicking the bird. And like anyone that just sends horrible <laughs> stuff, just literally DM them that picture. Yeah. Just be like, hello. <laughs> yeah. Just be like swearing at. It's <laughs> a shame about Jake Dixon because I remember he was one of the coaches at James Whitton. Oh, school. you wouldn't want to be coached by that guy. He was so no, he's good. dodgy, mate. You wouldn't want to ride behind him. He took me out nearly at one of the tracks in front. I was in front of him, and it was an actual competition. Yeah, exactly. So I guess you have got to go through your mates if you need to. But Jake Dixon. Yeah. Did he's he? Your did friend, he? Isn't he? Yeah. Did he, he instruct you then? He I'm sure he he instructed me or my friend. That was literally not nine years, eight years ago. All right, now please just tell us how useless he was, because I'd be so great for the for the podcast. What? How content, he was? How rubbish he was at, at instructing. <laughs> you guys are on another level. Like you will never be rubbish to the average road rider. Mm. Trust me. We we, we can't be. We're not allowed to be. <laughs> Huh? We're not allowed to be rubbish because if we are, we don't get employed, do we? We have no job next So maybe year. you guys have different kind of levels, but to us, it's all like up there, way yeah. down there. That's why I was actually quite surprised when you got in touch and said, let's do a podcast. Because I was like, mm, you've got shaky, you've got this, you've got 
Where, where do I fit? <laughs> where, where pushing the limits across everything, yeah. Mm. I've seen your social media, mate. You're a nutter. Oh, thank That's what you. I'm saying. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> and what's been your, fam- your favourite bike? That Bimoto thing you rode looked absolutely Tessie awesome. H2. Unbelievable. It looked mega. So that is such a... That's actually probably the most exciting, the hardest bike to ride as well. In the sense that it's got the hub centre steering, That's, it's got a front yeah. swing arm. So hang on, so you haven't, you can't, you don't steer like that very well, does it? Side oh no, to it side. does. Oh, so very that smooth. Very smoothly. Yeah. Okay. But the way the suspension is on it, or well, it's got front and rear suspension. Both shocks are at the rear. It doesn't have front suspension. That's what I saw. Yeah. But it looks well. Yeah. It's yeah. It's it's such a strange concept with the advantages of not having the conventional forks and um, the advantage of having the hub center steering is that with the conventional forks, when you're, say you're at Donington Park and you're braking just before the first corner, right? Yeah. Uh, right-hander. So you brake and braking, the forks, the dip, the front dips, you get more traction on the tire, right? Yeah. Uh, but also you can argue that conventional uh, forks kind of, uh, can unsettle the bike a little bit because the geometry changes, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. When that the dipping happens, moved into different the places, wheelbase yeah. changes, right? But imagine you don't have conventional forks and you've just got center hub, hub center steering, and then you've got a front swing arm. It means, and it's so strange to experience for the first time because it, it means strange, you right, break, yeah. n- you're not dipping, right? The, you n- there's no dipping it's on the front like wheel. This, does it like lower itself the whole bike? Or? So. The whole bike, the front of the bike, if you're braking hard, it does dip, but the wheel doesn't dip. Not, there's no weight transferred to the yeah, wheel. that's so strange. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you can brake later. You can trail brake yeah. harder yeah. than you would with conventional forks. That You wouldn't trust it, would you, either first lap? You'd be like, oh, like you're braking like... Yeah. Well, I guess everything's feeling as well, isn't it? So you'd mm. just be like, how does it feel? How does it feel? One of the ways that I describe the feeling on the SSH2, there was, there's another bike as well called the Virus. Do you remember the is virus? That a bit more, oh no, the virus is. Uh, I raced against it. Six RR, yeah. six hundred RR engine. Didn't Phil Reed? Huh? Didn't Phil <clears throat> Reed race it? Phil I think Reed someone Jr. did. Junior at Bemsey, I raced against him on the. It's 400. a similar concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah? And it looked so strange. Yeah. It does look very strange. It rides very strange, but you see, as you get to to know it, you you see the advantages of having that, and um, also it's um, what do you call it? The the front kind of feels a little bit disconnected to the rest of the bike. Do you, do you know what yeah, I mean by that? No, you know yeah, when you're, yeah. you know when you're steering, you're braking, everything because it's all connected. Whereas on the SSH two, the suspension, the steering, and uh, the suspension and the steering are are completely independent. 
Yeah, it looks it Completely. looks cool. But like I said, like the look of it, you look. Oh, how can I? How could I ride that? But mm. the fact of when you get on the bike and you feel like you know with everything with motorbikes is feeling it. Like you feel sure. what you feel is how the you feedback feel. You get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The feedback is mm. important, and mm. I think yeah, once you look like tipping into Redgate, you'd be like, oh, oh it feels good, right? Yeah. Try and go a bit harder. Try and yeah. go a bit harder. What has that been your favourite bike so far out of all your bikes? The most uh, well, uh, it's not mine. The, no, the, but the bikes you've ridden. I've ridden, yeah. Yeah, is that like it, your favourite? Yeah. I would say so, because it's got a H2 engine, which is, I'm a big fan of the H2 yeah. engine. That bike felt so familiar, yet so alien, because the engine is so familiar, yet the the all the interesting engineering, everything's made of like billet aluminium no, trick, yeah. and carbon, and the, the seat height is adjustable. It's just, it's just such a nice bike to ride, but very different. So that I would say that was like the highlight of, riding press bikes that was like the coolest and it's one out of 250 in the world that's mad yeah and it's it's got 240 a stock oh my gosh that imagine was, one of, that was one of my questions so in the in the quiz you're literally so knowledgeable you've literally answered my questions oh. my quiz questions now that's number two sorry man no that's all right i'm gonna have to be a bit harder we'll have to get you back on and we'll yeah. do i'll go a bit harder with the Tell quiz me questions. yeah because the quiz is really hard to put together because it's like i always try and sit like different guests have different knowledge of yeah what they do yeah and, and i'm like do i am i gonna is this really a super hard question and i think i wouldn't know the answer yeah but um we'll get to the quiz later mm. um yeah but so you, after the yeah. citation two, yeah. the rocket three what's oh. that then is the that rocket three are it's a 2.5 litre uh triple is engine be motor again a triumph sorry a triumph. A triumph. Yeah. yeah it's a hyper cruiser yeah wicked yeah. right 2.5 yeah. litre imagine you've got around uh 2.5 um triple so much talk, but yeah. it's two point five liter, yeah. right? It's yeah. bigger than most cars you see yeah. around you, <laughs> and it's got like two hundred and twenty-one newton meter of torque and one hundred and sixty brake horsepower. It is the f one of the fastest bikes you'll ever ride, is it and it looks like a cruiser. You think it's an old man's bike? Is it like a cruiser? Is it like a cruiser? Yeah, I've not actually it's seen that muscle, model yet. More of a, a muscle, hyper muscle. Is that where you was a few days ago doing like a triumph? Was that the triumph thing you was doing a few days ago? Uh, I saw on your social media you was away like doing a triumph thing recently. Was that that one? Uh, a last triumph thing I did. Oh, are you talk about DGR. Well, yeah, we use yeah use. Uh, it was like a smartly dressed. Everyone was ah, smartly dressed. Ah, that was gentle, uh, distinguished gentleman's ride, oh, okay, which is cool. a charity ride that raises money for uh, prostate cancer charity and Movember oh, charity. Cool, yeah, cool, cool. but no, that bike that they revealed in the special uh, limited edition for DGR was. Oh, okay. A Bonneville 1200, oh, I believe. Sweet, yeah. yeah. No, the Rocket Three is is a mad, mad bike. Look it up after. I will. Yeah. Because you'll probably you'll Be probably like. like never the... even knew about that. Yeah. I'm supposed to know about this. <laughs> I ride motorbikes, so I don't know. Yeah, it's like that. But That's I don't my really next have... bike. Is sure. that your next bike? Yeah. What what if what are you going to swap in for? Or are you just going to add it to the to the game? <sighs> I'd like to think that I I want like I want to add it right. I'd yeah, like to think that would happen, then, but yeah. it's it's not like um it is quite pricey, but it's something that is different to the to the three sports bikes that I have. So I've I've uh, I've wanted to to you know add something that's not super sport probably a super naked or a hyper naked or a muscle yeah hyper muscle like that yeah I don't know what I'd have if you said to me like you right pick one bike mm. what would it be on the road it wouldn't be sports I feel because no, you ride it sport be sport. all the time yeah yeah I would I really had I had a go years ago on like an old Harley right I don't know I like the cross between like a Harley and like a sports bike but I don't really know hey that. That's a uh, Rocket Three. Is that a Rocket Three? It's is it? the sportiest cruiser. You sat like a cruiser. So you sat comfortably, but you've got so a, a little bit of power and get you out of trouble yeah. if you need to. And the amazing thing about the Rocket Three that they come from factory restricted to 
60% throttle. So when you when the warranty is lifted, you can remap it I have a feeling and just have it run how that. it's meant to. I have a feeling you're going to say as soon as it would come, I would take the de-restrictor out as such restrictor. You have to de-restrictor. <laughs> yeah. But I have, I've never ridden one that's de-restricted because they've yeah. all been from Triumph. They've all been oh, like okay. from factory. Yeah. And I'm telling you, the thought of having 40% more throttle just is mind-blowing. Was that, it mad already with the 60%? Was it nuts? It's unbelievable. Yeah. The power is there instantly. I had like a couple of drag racers with with a couple of my friends who have uh, like Aprilia's and S1000 yeah. RRs. Off the line, See it ya. destroys them. Yeah. Up to 70 mile an hour and then everyone just rolls yeah. off. And it still does 140, 150. Yeah. Unrestricted. That's mad, isn't it? Mad. That's the thing with bikes. Because on the road, you can literally like 70 mile an hour. Most bikes would do that in second gear, wouldn't they? Like most... Yeah, most and, uh, like midway, mid, like yeah. not even touching the power. Yeah, I actually love that. have a story. <laughs> I rode out of um, like mum and dad's got a farm, and I was going out on a track day the next day, Donington Park, funny enough. Yeah, and I just wanted to test the bike because quick shifter was working, mm. and I literally just got it out, chucked some gloves on, helmet on, whatever. Rode out the road, yeah. and I literally looking down, shift, shift, like went around this car, went around this other car, but in my head I was literally as calm as I am now. I was like, yeah, around that car. Oh, oh, I'm doing 75. And I was like, right, turned around and went back. And I was like, I was just doing 75 one hour there. And I, I weren't even switched on. I was literally yeah. just focusing on the shifter. Yeah, yeah. And I just went <laughs> round to like, mm. it's so, it's nuts, isn't it? Like the power of the bikes power, these yeah. days and how easy yeah. they do it. Yeah. But also I think modern bikes get criticised for just, oh, they're doing all the work for you. They're packed out with like traction control, cornering ABS. Why would you not want that anyway on a bike? You have to. I know, but why would you the not want it? The bike will be unrideable, yeah. right? If you if you have two hundred like the new M one R, the the new M one thousand R, it has two hundred and ten brake horsepower for the road. You need something, <laughs> it's you mad. know. Yeah. I think yeah, I think that mentality of you've got too many electronics, you're not riding a proper bike. Oh yeah, going gosh. back fifteen years ago, yeah. the brake horsepower was it's not touching what it is now. Yeah, I just you know say, I mean? are you up to date with what these bikes are, mate? If I literally, if anyone ever said to me, oh, yeah, but you've got this and you've got that on it, I'd literally say, first of all, BSB, we don't have any electronics, mate. Yeah. Second of all, these bikes, where are you living? Where have you been living for 15 years? They need mm. the, they need it. Like, can I ask you, do you not have anything? No electrical all? aids, mm. no. So all we can change on the BSB bike is, so they have like different power maps. So if you got like a standard road bike to what we race... Yeah. When if you, let's say using first gear at a corner, picking up the throttle, you it would be less power. They would put like 60, 70% of the power in and oh. then they sort of blend it up to 100. Um, mm. So when you're full length, length over, you've not got like, they call it one to one. Right. So that's not as aggressive. Yeah. So they make the power rideable. So right. with our bikes, let's say they're 230 horsepower, you can then manipulate where that power goes. A lot of times we're taking power out of the bike. Right to make sure that we can get a long uh, mm. race distance out the tyre, because it might be good for a lap, but you take so much rubber off the tyre, mm. doing that, like, let's say, around Silverson for 30 laps, you yeah. just end up with no tyre at the end. So it's a real compromise of, is there enough power in the bike that I'm not losing speed in a straight line? Is there too much power in the bike that I'm now wasting tyre? So when we go around, like, free practice one, free practice two, we're kind of just trying to get a bit of a... a kind of not a base setting but a, kind balance. Of a, a balance for the whole for the weekend really where we've got a bike we can qualify well on mm. because again in qualifying you're riding the bike differently because you're trying to get that one perfect lap mm. um whereas a race you're just trying to go around mm. consistently at a, at a pace so yeah that's why a lot of people just yeah like you see like a lot of ins and outs and all that and 
What about yeah. traction control? Nothing. No, mm. we don't have nothing. So it's all in the hand. Yeah, mm. it's all like, oh, yeah. So when it's wet, it's carnage. And that's throughout all BSB races? Yeah, all BSB. Super stock have the stock ECUs um, or their kit ECUs. So, so they've got traction and traction. anti-wheelie and stuff on them. Mm. But they don't have, they have standard swing arms. So again, because we have a good swing arm on the bike, it's mm. kind of, the when the power's being delivered, instead of like a softer swing arm with loads of flex, this has got quite a lot of so it it's stiffer. plants it. Yeah, and it sort of gives you the grip off the turn. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you're going to one day get an opportunity to ride a race bike and you'll love it, honestly. Like, if you get to ride mm. a proper BSB bike, you I've only ever go, ridden a Thundersport race bike. Yeah, when you ride a BSB race bike, they turn. Terrifying. Like, they, no, you wouldn't be terrified. You'd be really pleasantly surprised. They're really? quite stiff and yeah. not like a road bike. Rigid. Yeah, they're really rigid, but everything, yeah, everything you do... Like it just drops in, like wow. it, yeah, and before you know it, you're on your knee, and like the brakes are really sharp, and wow, from that to like a MotoGP bike would be. Could you imagine? I've only ever been on a pillion on a MotoGP bike. That's more than I've I've not I've never been on. Oh yeah. my god! With Randy Mamola, or yeah, that must have been an exciting. Because he's nuts, isn't he? And that bike's built for pillion. They've actually like got it all balanced out for yeah. pillion. Yeah, you have a. <laughs> You have like a hump between know, you I've and the racer. I've seen it. And then you've got the bar. That was sick. Right, Ruby, track review. This is a section of the podcast. Again, I haven't got a really fancy name for it, which I feel like I need. Mm. Um, but it's basically just for the listeners. Um, tell us your favourite track. I jumped in earlier off air and said Donington Park mm. and just assumed that you loved that, but I'm yeah. going to let you actually answer. <laughs> well, yeah, Donington Park is one of my favourite tracks just because it's wide, it's long, it's beautiful, it's flowy. Yeah. But also I am obsessed with Mallory Park. It was my first track day there. That hairpin is nasty, isn't it? I love it. Curb, I love chasing my curb's like four foot. It took me like 10 years to get, nine years to get down to like 107. One minute, seven seconds. Um, and it took a lot of hard work and training and investment into the my track bike at the time, yeah. which was a five blade. And uh, I had a lot of coaching from Steve Brogan as well. So Sorry, you can't I, say his name on this podcast. I'm joking, you can. It's oh. all right, I know Steve. Oh. <laughs> I, He's I said a great coach. But it's so funny because we were talking earlier about the obsession of like, and every time you go there now, you're like, right, I need to get to 107 <clears throat> and now I need to go past 107. And it's funny, isn't yeah. it? And it becomes like an obsession. Even though you don't want it to be, it's kind of like if you was into running and you did like a 40 minute 10K or 35 minute 10K, you just, every time you go out, you want to beat it. Yeah. And it's not it's not easy, is it? Some days no. are good, some days are bad. Do you ever yeah. find you just have a day where you're just riding off? A hundred percent. And you're like, oh, why am I here? Today like, he was off. When you're just going, you, I saw you just doing laps of London. Did you see me? No, I didn't. Oh. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I could imagine you just kept riding past. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just enjoying riding. I ain't going podcasting. One bridge, another bridge. Because yeah. some of the roads are sharp. But yeah, the, the, some days are worse than others for sure. And I think it's to do a lot. It's nothing to do with the bike. Mental. It's mental. Yeah. Your mood, your physical health, you know, just uh, your mental health. The week you've had. If you've yeah. had a really bad week, really Definitely. good week, it all goes like that. Yeah. That's quite a hard thing, actually, with racing. And you always try and get yourself into, like, a, a consistent thing, mm. like, personally. Like, you know, mm. you just, like, consistently deal with things and just to try and get yourself in that mood where you can't be affected going yeah. to a race. Yeah. Because, again, if you... Like imagine like if you you know missus split up with me or something like that, it'd have such a big impact on your race weekend that you have to mm. I've had two babies on race weekends. Oh. Well I haven't personally had two Why babies. Are you racing? Yeah, my wife was in hospital. Yeah. Both times. Yeah. One was oh. on a Thursday night, one was on a Friday night. Yeah. Wow. That's that mad. must 
Friday I morning, mean, sorry, yeah, it was mad. How did that impact? I oh, know it was mental. Like trying to ride to, like I drove to the track like after my first. And I was like, oh my god, my dad, my dad, my dad. That was the like, first one. Oh my god, my dad, my dad. Yeah, I couldn't. It was the weirdest thing. And then the second one, Brody, he he was born on the Friday, no Thursday night. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting to Brands at midnight on that Friday, on the Thursday, sorry, because I had to ride Friday morning. Straight after. He was yeah, born. and I literally rode and then went back to the hospital. Back to the track, back to the hospital, back to the track, back because he had to stay in for a while. Yeah, mad. That's mad. I know. So I've, um, oh my God, I've completely gone over this now. Look, most memorable moment of the track. <laughs> well, What's for you, the, yeah, your children were yeah, born Yeah, I know, track. I know, I know. <laughs> Brand's actually mine, but it's because of them. But what about you? So your most memorable moment, would it be like busting your 107, <laughs> getting your, your fastest lap around Mallory Park? Is that your most yeah, memorable moment there? but also crashing at Cadwell. That was memorable. Yeah, that was a good, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, that made me stop riding track for a bit because I was just like, this is... It's just, it put me off for a bit, but um, um, I managed to kind of get back to it and it's fine. You probably got unlucky there as well, because like where you said you crashed, it's quite mm. a thump. Like, do you know, like where when you go in a bit faster and you have a little crash, like mm. if you go a bit faster and tuck the front, you normally just slide and you're all right. Yeah. But do you know when you have them little ones where you just hit the deck, they yeah. hurt so much because mm. you're not prepared for you're them. You're not prepared. And it's like, uh, yeah. ouch. And if, if the grass was dry, I would have not crashed i wouldn't have crashed yeah 100 yeah. percent. because the grass and like slick tires and wet grass mm. it was is... super courses they were cut slicks but yeah yeah it's terrible isn't it yeah there ain't no grip on them no no true. um and what's your favorite part of the track that you chose mallory what's your favorite part gerard's just keep you can overtake going people. <laughs> yeah just keep going round 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 yeah i love gerard's and i can get my knee down there as well yeah, it's a nice track, actually, isn't it? I love that. Have you done it much, I'm sure? I've done it a fair few times, yeah. I didn't enjoy it much when I raced it, but I, mm. when I, when you're younger, you associate the results you have at a track, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And I didn't have very good results there, right. so I never really clicked with it. Mm. Um, but I'm sure if I went there now like as a as a grown-up, let's say, I'd probably... Yeah, It'll approach it differently. Yeah, like and if we had to race it, mm. you'd just race it. So. They used to race it yeah. as well, didn't they? I think they used to back like, in the day, yeah, yeah. They used to, but they used to have they used to have the um, through Gerrards, they used to have another chicane, yeah. So that was interesting, yeah, because you used to go that. through turn one, then like stop yeah. through chicane, then accelerate off but again. But also, the Edwinas used to be Edwinas and then a straight, and oh, it wasn't that runoff, yeah. That would be mad, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. um, but with, with Mallory, the reason I love it is that it's quite challenging to uh, kind of scrub off seconds, yeah, off your because it's a small track as well, it's yeah, a small track. It's quite challenging on a litre bike because mm. it's more of a 600, even 400, Definitely. 250 circuit, Definitely right? A beast on a, six, on a thousand, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's challenging for the more advanced riders, but it, it's also friendly enough for the beginners, Yeah, right? Because it's 1.3 miles. Yeah, it's, it's small, so short, yeah. you can learn it like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's why I like it. I think it's just such a cool little track. What's the last question? Any tips for any track days going, any track day riders going there? Um, any any tips for track for, track, for a rider. track rider? Yeah, so say someone was coming up saying, right, I'm going Mallory Park. Mm -hmm. What's your tip? Um, Ruby's top tip of the day at Mallory Park. Let me have a think. <clears throat> if it's if it's your first time, yeah, I would say go at your own pace and slowly build up that kind of um, slowly build up your speed and slowly. Uh, build up your confidence around the circuit. It's actually one, the reason why it's my favourite circuit is that it's easy to kind of build up the pace. Yeah. Um, so just t take your time and go with a friend or two that can kind of help you and encourage you and 
be a positive impact as opposed to just on your own. It's better to have people around you to kind of give you tips and guide you through it. Yeah, on your own on the track days, horrible, isn't it? Yeah, it's just oh, not fun. No, I think yeah. so, yeah. And you've got to make it yeah. fun, right? But you end up meeting loads of people there, don't you? Like People are quite yeah. friendly and open. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, come on, you have a coffee. Oh, is that your bike? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you end yeah. up like having that sort of... Um, mm. Yeah, that's that's quite cool. And so the women only track days, and is that something you're quite passionate about pushing mm. in the future? Like um, a bit more, a bit more of that. Have you got much planned <coughs> for this season, like 2023, in the way of, of women uh, track? Day. I've never actually done a ladies track day. No, um, but I just yeah, I just encourage women to to just do a track day. It doesn't matter. Yeah, know? just go and do it. Go and do it. Yeah, um, but going back to uh, Mallory as well. Uh, sorry, I've just remembered one of the t- a tip that yeah. is to. Um, if you can invest in tie warmers, I think that can yeah, that's can nice. help yeah. with grip, right? And if you can get an instructor from the track day company, or if you just know someone who's a, a good rider that can instruct you around track, that, that can help show you well. some lines. Just the lines yeah. are a big thing, aren't they? Once you yeah. figure out the lines, you can figure out where to brake. You can figure out yeah, yeah, tire pressures Speed. and tire warmers. That'd be such a yeah. nice thing to have nice. on a first track day, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think um, I'd say before having coaching with Steve Brogan, for example, mm. my t- I think my time was one, two something. Yeah, okay. How yeah, embarrassing yeah. is that? But then, Not embarrassing, no, <laughs> you all start somewhere. Oh, it's just such a snail. But as soon as I ha- had uh, Steve Brogan on a James Wisdom day, um, I booked him again and again and my time just went. Yeah. Just that consistency thing, isn't it? And it's like there's so many little things you do as a, as a racer mm. that you don't know to like the general public how how hard that is to do let's say yeah. but there's so many things that you can do and it's just like time just can fall away mm. like when you do it when you start even like the way you break like we were just talking about the trail break like yeah. getting that right getting the feeling mm. right of mm. how what's a trail break how am i trail breaking mm. it's um yeah that sort of thing there and it's really hard to get that information from a racer mm. to like a build a bridge to somebody that hasn't ridden a track before and it? yeah. it's like a real like a it's a skill it's a I skill think, to yeah. get that across brogan is really good at that yeah, yeah, he done so. He done well. So that's a, mm. what's the target? Target lap time, Ram well, Mallory. For well, you. Mallory, I'd love to get to a minute. Yeah, yeah. Some of my friends do a minute, sub minute, just a little bit. Sub, like, sub minute, would be but a, a minute I'll be happy with because eight seconds, seven seconds is a lot to scrub off. Yeah, and I've not ridden it for a year or so. So, are you going to do some track day in this year? But yeah, I've got one planned um, soon in April <coughs> with one of my sponsors. They're organising a big track day, so I'll be there. And hopefully throughout the year as well, I'll I'll just jump on any opportunity that I can do um, track because I, I do love riding track. I think it makes you a more skilled and uh, a better rider. It just uh, it's more aware, like on the roads and stuff. Does it make you more aware, or does it? It's not about aware. I'll tell you because obviously you haven't got cars and other people mm. on on the track. What it what it teaches you more than anything is um, as a, for a road rider is what your bike is capable of. Mm. So it makes you less scared of your bike and you're more familiar with it because you're pushing it more than you yeah. are on the road because the surface is nice everything is like well marked and well surfaced there's no people crossing there's no cars mm. so you learn how to push yourself pushing the limits yeah pushing the limits <laughs> pushing the yeah, limits yeah. of the bike in a safe relatively safe yeah. environment right you've got ambulances there so much safe in the road so much safer so you learn your bike and you learn your own potential so you become more confident you become more capable and you're just a better rider on the road yeah so i highly recommend one of the tips as well is if you want to do a track day go for it because actually you i get sometimes messages saying do you think i've ridden for enough years to do track actually you should do track to become a better yeah. rider on the road not the other way around yeah and literally guys like if you're listening and you're thinking about going on a track day there are 
no limitations to how fast you can how fast or slow you can be is there like yeah you're not gonna groups. yeah and you're yeah. not gonna go on a track with if you're let's say doing a three minute lap at Snetterton, they're not gonna put you on track with somebody who's doing one minute fifties like it's every track day company is so well run these days mm. because of the insurances they have to be and and it like so if you are thinking about going on a track day like please go and do it because mm. you will start at the bottom and you will just see that confidence won't you yeah because there's people that ride around and might get two laps in a session. There's some mm. that might get 10 laps in a session, but mm. you just equally are getting that time on the track. 100%. And I keep doing that because it's like, you keep going around the track, like I'm cleaning the desk. Yeah. But it's just time, isn't it? Yeah. Time on the bike. And time on the like bike. you said, I guess I can really see how that does transfer to the road because like you say, you understand that feeling of, oh, I'm braking a bit too hard or, or like I understand that sort of awareness. You become mm. more aware with your bike of how the yeah. bike's reacting to what and you're doing. how capable doing. it is. Yeah. yeah. Road bikes are mad. Like, you I grow road, your trust yeah. in the brakes yeah. and the, in, you understand how it, how well yeah. it handles. You learn the bike better. And the sure. lean angle, you're like, I can't yeah. go that far. Oh, I'm down that yeah. far. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And they're designed be, yeah. to be lent, right? These sports bikes. They're Road designed bikes for that. Mad. Like, I yeah. had to go on a standard bike like in Spain for a few days recently and it just had suspension put in it. It was an S1000 double R, like the new one. Yeah. And it was, oh, sorry, it was last year's M1000 double R. Yeah. Um, and standard, I can't believe the power and the way they handle. Mm -hmm. Literally, we put, we had like front suspension and back suspension in and then yeah. that was it. And fairings, like race, like, was uh, it on track road day or track? Was it on track? track, yeah. And I just couldn't wow. believe the limits you can ride the bike to as a standard mm. bike. Mm. And they're only getting better in a like all bikes, like not yeah. just the BMW. Like say, like yeah. there's a lot of different bikes out and there. And there's a lot of competition now. I feel between manufacturers, definitely to do the better and the bigger. Everyone's doing wings, like you see. Yeah. With like you mentioned, the H2, they were the first to do it. Everyone that Priya yeah. do it, BMW do it. Honda have got their lights. Ducati, in, yeah, and Honda on the Fireblade, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, on the Fireblade they've got massive wings. On the new five leg. Yeah. So everyone's doing it. And I just love that seeing the competition between yeah. them every single day they're releasing. BMW have been on it I know, in the last the two, three years. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Not just the wings, just releasing mad bikes. M1000RR. It's got the S1000RR engine, but in a naked body. Have you ridden one yet? Not, huh? yeah. Have you ridden yeah. the new M1000 yes. yet? Yeah. 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 Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. In Spain last November. Oh, cool. Yeah. M1000RR. Yeah. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Enjoy it. <laughs> It's, uh, you know, you've got 210 brake horsepower. It's just uh, mind-blowing that you can have that on such a light bike. I think I maybe 190 kgs. They're mad, aren't they? Yeah. And razor-sharp handling is how I can describe the M1000R. I had 164 in fourth gear out of it the other down the limiter because I know that because I was literally like on the limiter and at Almeria and it was 164. And I was like, this is... And then I started playing a game of how fast... Kilometers? It was miles, miles an hour, 164. Because yeah. I was literally like... Right, this has become a game now. How fast can I have out of fourth gear? Because fifth gear, yeah, and it was just like on the limit, yeah. And I was like, that was part of the game I was playing, where I was like, right, let's see what hundred mile hour feels like. And I was like, doesn't feel like anything. Yeah. <laughs> if you do hundred mile hour in a car, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Like, not that I've ever done that in a dangerous place at all, <laughs> but it feels fast. Yeah. Um, we're gonna move on to the quiz yep. that you've ruined. Mm -hmm. Thanks, the quiz that you've ruined because you've answered two questions already before that. But we, we won't that. talk about that. It's fine. Mm. So. We'll, uh, I've not got a, a good name for this either. It just says quiz, which is a little bit boring. But anyway, quiz. <laughs> <laughs> it just says quiz. Um, and who is the fastest female around the Isle of Man TT? Jenny Tidman. Oh, see, I'm going to make this next time harder. <sighs> this is the next one as well you've ruined. How much does the Kawasaki H2 weigh? 240, but it's lighter. The H2R weighs 
uh, I think 220, but the H2 weighs 240. 238, Oof. sorry, 238 kgs. 238, yeah. That's what I had there. So I must have, I just Googled that. So that must be, mm. the, yeah. How tall is Taron McKenzie? I met Taron. He's this not that brilliant. tall. No, he's not. He's, I'm going to say 5'5". Five five. He's 5'5". Five five. Wow, you're, you're on it. I say it because I asked him on the way up here. I said, right, I'm putting together a quiz. Um, I had already done a couple of questions, but I wanted to add a few more. And I said, how tall are you? And he wrote six foot. You ain't six foot, Taron. And this is the, how many Bimota Tessie H2 carbons have they made? 250. Uh, what's the capital of Australia? Not Sydney. <laughs> I just threw this random out there. I'm sick of asking motorbike questions now. I'm just going to throw random questions at my guests. Not Melbourne. No. Not Adelaide. No. It's a random one. Begins, huh? with, begins with a K. <laughs> no, it begins with a C. <laughs> but a C as in K? Yeah. K. Kalali. Canberra. Canberra. Wow. That's a tricky one, that one, isn't it? It got yeah. me. Stumped me, but I'm not very... I that's so embarrassing. I'm good with geography I'm as not well. at all. I'm not at all. I, that's why I race bikes. Again, that's... <laughs> yeah. that's I wasn't very good at anything like that. So I was like, wow, I can ride motorbikes quite quickly. Um, and then to finish up, what would you say to any woman who is thinking about doing a track day? They want to do a track day. What do I do? What would you say to them? I would say go... Um, and book it <laughs> because you can book it and then you can start worrying about all the things that you're worrying about so you can have it booked there and you're giving yourself a deadline to prepare for track so you've got well, your one piece suit um or two piece that zip up you've got if you can get Pakistan and um actually first track day not a big deal if you don't have like tire yeah, warmers yeah if you know someone that wants to go with you that would be good because it's just company you feel more yeah. comfortable and straight away after briefing, speak to the people in charge and ask them for an instructor. But book it. Yeah, book it. 100%. Worst comes to worst, you don't go, you know. Yeah, book it. Because I feel people have such a, like, a, the, the stigma around anxiety with things like that. You'd be like, ah, you, you'd think more about not booking it because of how scared you would be rather than just doing it. Yeah. Wouldn't you? I think the first stage, if you can just book it and then go, right. And then once they get there, you'll probably actually laugh at yourself, won't yeah, you? Going, exactly. what was I even worried about this? Or exactly. why was I worried about that? Like... This I always say as amazing. well, like on track, you've there's more risk, there's more chance of you crashing on the road yeah. than there is on track. The track is built for speed. The tarmac quality is better. There's no one around you. No you're all cars. going in the right direction, in one direction. And um, there's different groups. Mm, exactly. So, you know, there's three or four groups sometimes. So you can just kind of start where you feel comfortable and build like build it up to to a more advanced level. But there's... No rush to do anything. It's not a race. No, exactly. And that's it. You are your own person out there and 100%. you can just do yourself. Yeah, just and ride around. Even though you can do any speed you want, there's still rules. You can't cut, you can't, um, you can undertake and overtake, but you can't do, there's a lot of things that you, you're you not allowed to do, like, I don't know, wheeling or just riding like an idiot. Yeah, it's not like a place of just hooliganism. Exactly. Is it? Like everyone yeah. just goes, it's just You have to be respectful, respectful yeah. of other, other people um, and their property. So it's not, a scary place like i think when when you've never been you think it's that scary place where everyone's just going really fast but actually there's it's the the best place to learn how to yeah. ride a bike and I, I know people that only ride track and not road because they just learn so much and they just enjoy riding on track because it's safer and more pleasant i can see that and yeah. i can see the attraction to being like do you know what i don't even want to ride on the road anymore like yeah. you've got matey who's had a few beers or there's someone there who's stressed out from their day at work there's someone who's been driving all night 
Like there's yeah. a lot of different people on the road and it's a dangerous place, isn't it? Hundred percent. Yeah. You're more likely place. to kill yourself on, on the road. And you hear about people, you know, crashing mm. badly on the road more so than you do on track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you yeah, for having been, me, Danny. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Uh, it's been great talking to you. Yeah. I'll probably no doubt see you at some of the racetracks. Yeah, well, hopefully see you this weekend. Yeah, I'll hopefully look out for I'll you. be at the front somewhere in the race, <laughs> <laughs> winning. Um, but yeah, no, it's been no, it's been great. It's been great insight into uh, into motorsport, obviously, and, and your journey. So thank you for that. Thank you so much, Danny. Pleasure. Cheers, guys. Check the socials. Do all that stuff that you do. Keep up to date with uh, with our next guests. And um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.